I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Not just another day. It's another day to excel, baby. Yeah. Okay. Um. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. This week, I am joined by the host with the most. It's Roman Kemp. Hello. Hello. So nice to be on here, Vicky. Very, very, I feel very, oh my, very adult. Do you? Why yeah, so are you on very, my podcast? I'm like... <laughs> There's something very adult about a podcast. It, 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 I think it's because before, like, I think about two years ago, podcasts were like such a, I don't know, they were very, very, I don't know, intense and mostly audio books, those types of things. So like now doing all these podcasts, I always feel like, oh my God, everyone's so grown up these days. Look at us with podcasts. <laughs> I don't know about you, but like I wanted a podcast for ages and I was dying to do one. But the longer I waited, the more intimidated I felt because all these different amazing ones with like super great topics and super articulate hosts were just popping up. And the longer I waited, the more I was thinking, shit, there's nothing else left to podcast about. So I got terrified in the end and I was like, just fucking do one about anything. (laughs) (laughs) So here I am. You got it going and, and you're doing well, so you're good well thank you so much for agreeing to be on it i know you're a super busy bear no it's all good man i mean at the moment i mean currently at the date that it's currently at we, we are in lockdown again in england so mm. you know everyone's got everyone's got a lot of time back on their hands but of course of course i'd come on i've played an absolute blind out to be fair with this podcast i launched it in the first lockdown managed to get so many good guests that i wouldn't have got had the world been going at like its normal pace because everyone would have been just too busy i mean i had fucking peter andre on it man like he's got to be a busy man <laughs> And now, here I go, series two, Roman Kemp. I mean, I know lockdown's shite and it's a global pandemic, but in terms of getting guests for my podcast, it's been a fucking blinder. Oh, mate, (laughs) listen, I mean, you know, every cloud, every cloud. I mean, how was was Peter Andre? What was he like? Was he a nice guy? Do you know what? He's so nice. Like, I think he might actually be the nicest man in our industry, you know. I know, he is very nice. Although... So, so Although nice. someone like my my dad will give him a run for his money, I bet. Oh, don't even get us started about your dad. I've got like a whole section of questions just about him because you know how much I love him. Ah. <laughs> okay. okay, I love him. <laughs> okay, so first question I want to ask: Most people will know you from I'm a Celeb last year, and it we are about to start the next series. I think maybe when this comes out, it might have even started mm. and i don't know about you you might be well you might be a normal person but i'm not so the year after i was in i'm a celeb i was 
was so jealous of all of the campmates. Like, I literally couldn't even watch the series. I couldn't watch it, Roman. I, I, How do you feel? Do you know what? I think that... Um... I think this year it's going to be so different because I do not envy them yeah. whatsoever. I, I actually, if anything, I, I'm going to salute them because, you know, doing it in <laughs> Wales is going to be so difficult. I mean, Vicky, you'll know, like, you know, half the time in there, you are so bored because, you know, there, there's not that much to do. You know, and if you're not doing a trial, if you're not mm. doing a dingo dollar challenge, like you, you literally just sunbathe. And, right. you know, you enjoy the weather. It is true. Like, you know, and the weather makes you feel good. You know, when you wake up and it, it's sunshine and all those types of things. And, you know, mm. you can sit with your top off all that time. But these guys, they're going to be miserable. You know, oh. you're in the cold. And they're going to be freezing their tits off in the Welsh valleys, aren't they? That's what I'm saying. So, so, so genuinely, like I, I've, I've said it, I've said it before. I think, I think that this will be the hardest one ever for them. I don't see at all yeah. something. I, I think if it had been me, I would have probably walked because I nearly walked on the second day just because I was like, how am I going to do this? What? And then, Is that because of boredom, Roman? No, just because, no, no just, just because it's hard. Like, you know, you, you, you know it's as soon as you get there, you realise it's not a joke and you are on your own and there isn't, you know, a curtain with, you know, everyone behind there with sausage sandwiches. It's just horrible um <laughs> you know i think that's the main thing that people don't realize that it is oh. actually so hard what did you struggle with the most um the eating i didn't struggle with the eating i didn't struggle with because i kind of got it in my head i was just like look you're not gonna you're not gonna win this one you know you're always gonna be hungry so you either get over it as soon as yeah. possible or, or or you kind of you know moan about it constantly and once once you kind of understand that, you know, you have your little chats about food, but everyone talks about food and it kind of helps a little bit, but also doesn't. Um, but the thing I really struggled with was not knowing what's going on on the outside, not knowing how my friends yeah. and family are, not, not knowing, you know, are you making them proud? You know, yeah. have, you, have you said the right thing? Have you said the wrong thing? It's difficult, really, really difficult. And it's a mental game. Yeah. No, honestly, I think you're so right. Like me, myself, like I'm probably naturally, if I just allowed myself to eat what I wanted, about a size like 16 to 18, I'm a super curvy lady. So I've probably been hungry since I was about 12. So <laughs> the hunger thing didn't bother me at all in there. I was like, fuck this, rice and beans three times a day. I'm living the life here. So I was fine. But I totally get you with that. Like, I think it's like, it's so alien because all of us, like we're constantly on our phones, we're constantly texting, we're constantly on social media, checking in with everybody. We know how everybody's feeling and how we're being received all of the time normally mm. but when you're in there it's that like it's that sort of like the darkness isn't it like being separated yeah. and you can't contact anyone it it honestly takes you to some pretty dark places in your mind and I was exactly the same I was like I just want to make sure I'm doing me man proud and when you're not, when you've got no gauge of how like especially before people start getting like booted out because you just think, God, well, I don't know how anyone's like receiving us. Yeah. You get so, it's so nerve wracking, isn't it? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I remember like, you know, I, I remember the first, the first, um, the first week I was really worried because we all had a laugh about um, 
Jane McDonald. Oh my God, stop it. Do you know, I remember this. I fucking remember that Roman. I did an article, so I was writing for The Sun at the time. And I was like, "The I know Roman Kemp and the last thing he is is a bully. This is ridiculous. Yeah. I was so indignant on your behalf. Oh, that was crackers though, no, wasn't I, it? I, I just, yeah, I remember that first week and, and, and there, was a, there was a chat about Jane McDonald and, and then, um, you know, uh, Adele at the time, you know, bless her. She's a love, lovely girl, but I think she just, yeah. she got, she got the wrong end of the stick and, and, you know, and, and saw me laughing as being, as she said, prejudice. And, and that wasn't, you know, the case at all. Exactly. And when you hear that word, you know, as a, a young guy in this industry, it's, that's terrifying, you know, and, and you really take it to heart. And I really thought I'd done something awful and, you know, and, and tried my best to apologize to her. But it is scary because up until, you know, who gets voted out first, you have no idea how that's being perceived, you know, and it wasn't until, you know, I came out and, and looked back at that situation um, and what the public was saying at that time that I didn't realize. And I was just like, oh my God, you know, thankfully the, the public saw it as it was, yeah. you know, which was just, you know, it, it wasn't anything of that sort. I think like, and I mean, exactly like you say, it's very diplomatic of you to go, oh, bless Adele, she's lovely. I don't know, she seems really nice, but she tried to do something funny there, didn't she? And it just didn't land. And like, I can't imagine what must have been going through her head. She must have felt like super embarrassed, super stressed out. And again, like you're out your comfort zone, so everything's amplified. But yeah, I remember watching that and thinking, like, you must be stressed to death because you didn't yeah. do anything wrong and you you last thing you want to do is upset anyone you just want harmony in the camps and or early doors for you as well that was a bit of a punch in the dick mate but luckily you got through it <laughs> i know i know i know luckily i was just like my, to be honest uh, the only thing i had thank god was kate garraway joined the camp that day yeah. and i said i remember I, kate it was like my gauge for everything in there and, and i just said to kate i was like have i done anything wrong and she said absolutely not and i went oh. okay cool and then i got on with it I love Kate Garraway so much. Your year was so iconic. Like, I'm just a big fan in general, so I love the jungle so much. But come on, we're talking fucking Caitlyn Jenner, you, Jack Jossa, Kate Garraway. Like, that's a big year. Yeah. Did you ever feel intimidated in there? Or were you just, like, loving your life? Um, no, I never felt intimidated. I think, I think I was really lucky. I think going into that camp... I was the most fortunate alongside, alongside Kate and um, Caitlin. I was, I was as fortunate as them just because, mm -hmm. you know, Kate's job is very similar to my job on a regular basis. You are having to meet people who are on a high, high pay grade, who are very famous and you have to understand <laughs> how to navigate conversations with those types of people. Caitlin has grown up around the biggest celebrities on this planet. Um, but, you know, for people like, you know, James Haskell or, or um, you know, even even Ian Wright, you know, you, you, they live in a very, sportsmen live in a very bubbled life sometimes. Um, yeah. And that's no dis disrespect to them. It's just, it's just how it is. You know, they, they only are kind of around other sports stars. So it, it was a bit of an advantage for me that I do the job that I do. And it's to talk to people, you know, with big personalities. Um, yeah. And how to kind of, you know, I guess, I guess navigate a, a conversation. I think that is such a huge part of it. Like everybody really stresses out about like being hungry and being away from your family. But actually the thing that I found difficult was being around such big characters as such a 
relative unknown as well, because you've got to think when I went in there, like, not saying I'm like William Lodge Venus now or anything, but back then in particular, like, I'd just been on Jodie Shaw. So if you were like maybe 16 to 24, you knew who I was. Yeah. Otherwise, you didn't. And even like, even if you were 16 to 24, it's not saying you liked us. Half of the people probably would have thought I was a scumbag. So it was so, so intimidating for me to go in there. And I was like, in with, I was in with like, oh my God, there was like Kieran Dyer. There was like Lady C, Tony Hadley, Duncan Bannatyne. Oh my God, honestly, such big, big stars. And I, I found myself like... I was super interested and I wanted to know everything about them. So I suppose like a little bit like you, like I wanted to get to know everybody and chat to them and that. But at the same time, I just thought, oh my God, are they just going to think, what are you even doing in here? So I was scared for a lot of it. It was only after about a week I came out, Michelle, I think. I, I do you know what? The whole time in there, it was just, I was, I was really, 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 really just hoping that I stayed as long as possible because, you know, like you, Vicky, I, I love the show. The show is, you know, I've been a fan since the time it started, you know, with Tony Blackburn. Like, I, I just wanted to be there every day. And, and one thing that I really hated that I, I, couldn't, I couldn't get my head around, and, you know, I, I've spoken to the campmates since about this, and they know it as well. You know, they're, they're, every day we'd wake up, and, and if there'd be an elimination, and... I'd hear everyone go, I don't mind if I go today. I don't mind if I go today. I'm ready to go. Bullshit. Uh, do you know what? I'm Bullshit. ready to go today. And I'm just thinking, what? Like, why would you want to leave? Like, this is great. Like, this, you know, we're in the best show ever. And I never said it once. Never once did I say in, that mor- in those mornings, never once did I go, yep, yeah, I'm ready to leave today. I'm not. Like, I want to win. I want to win. I want to be there. I want to be there at the final. My main thing was I didn't care about winning. I just wanted to be at the final. I wanted to be that in that last day. And, and, and I'm so happy and, and so grateful as well that I was able to, to stay there. You know, what's, what's an amazing thing about this, Vicky, is that, you know, this is a show that that experience that you've had is all thanks to the British public. Uh-huh. You know, that, that they, they kept you there. They, they allowed you to, to see you know, more things and do more things. Oh, I look, like I do always feel super grateful and I'll always, I always say it's like the my biggest and this might say a lot about my personal life, but it's like been the best moment of my life so far. And I think you, I'm always wanting to try and recreate it, but like, I agree, man. Like I remember sitting there in the final, like Ant and Dirk, all the cast, like everyone has been, everyone, all of your past campmates and it was me and George and George, like Shelley, bless him, um, said this wonderfully like diplomatic and very heartwarming thing, like typical George. He was like, I, I've had such a wonderful experience and it's been so amazing. I've met so many fantastic people. Like, and to lose to someone like Vicky, like it, it doesn't, it, it wouldn't matter. She's great. She deserves it. And I was looking at him thinking, fuck off. <laughs> like- Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Like, no way, mate. Like, I was like, George, that's so nice of you to say, but I've come this far. I really fucking want to win. Yeah. <laughs> and I meant yeah. it. Like, I just was like so excited by that point. I thought, God, this is so close. I can't, I can't be as nice as you are. Like, I'm going to show my true colours here. I'm an arsehole. I want to win. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was just, it is just, I mean, it was and it is the, the best kind of time ever and and I think that being able to to get there and, and do things like cyclone and that it, you know at the end of the day it never mattered like yours you're cut from the same cloth as George you're so nice I really need I really need to do some media training serious, I, just, I, I, I absolutely love it you know it was, it was just that it was just you know it was a constant constant ride and it was just like someone saying do you want to get off yet and I was just going nah Ah, Time of my life, yeah, man. Right, last couple more jungle questions, I promise, because I've got so much more other ones. Right, what was the worst thing you ate in there? Worst thing I ate in there, bull's penis. Oh, lush. Definitely, that was definitely, definitely the worst. Was it really gristly, the penis? Yeah, and it was gristly, chewy, and it like it, it tasted like there was like an actual bone like in the middle. It was really rank. Oh god, it's been years since I've seen any sort of foreskin. Oh, it reminded me of uh, of gammon at school. And I used to hate gammon, and and that's all oh. I used to used to, used to taste. As soon as I as soon as I put it in my mouth, it was a bad time. Mate, I hate to tell you this, but I think the gammon you must have had was off. <laughs> It doesn't sound like my experience with gammon. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, oh. I, 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 it was either that or the fish eye. The fish eye is pretty awful. But I was the only reason I was happy about the fish eye was because it was that's the classic. You know, you kind of want to go in. I'm a celeb and eat yeah. a fish eye. That's yeah. that's your Katie Price moment. And you know, I was lucky enough to have that. You got like ticking off the bucket list. I didn't do the fish eye on the year I was actually in the jungle, but the year that I presented the after show, mm. me and Jamie Lang did it. Um, and it was, we had to get the fish eye in your mouth, bite into it, pop it, and spit the juice of the eye into a shot glass. And I mean, you've probably guessed it by now, but by the when we'd finished the, sh- when we'd filled the shot glass, we had to down the shot glass. Oh my God. Is that not the most disgusting? <laughs> That is right. And just to let everyone know, like the juice from that, the only way I can describe it is imagine um, it's like a salty cow pole. (laughs) Oh my God. Salty cow pole. And as well, the bit that I don't like is when you have to go through, like I'm not, I'm not like, very high up like I'm not proper up to speed on my fish biology but you know the part of an eye that's like it's like the lens or like the pupil basically the part that it meets resistance when you bite it and it cracks oh mate that was the worst bit it's so rank it is so rank our people genuinely eat that I have no idea but then that's that's the thing like like, and then I saw this year apparently that they're going to be eating like tripe and uh 
black pudding. I was like, I was like, black pudding's great. <laughs> I'm sure that's like on most people's fried breakfasts. This is bullshit. Yeah. Unless I see them eating some sheep, sheep's penises, like I'm going to write a letter, I think, straight to Yeah, I reckon, I reckon a sheep's brain will be the one. I know oh. that my nan used to try and give that to my to my dad. And, and <gasps> sheep's brain is is definitely one that I reckon they'll be trying to neck. God. I mean, I don't miss all of that. I could do with all, That's the one thing I probably don't miss. Right, next question. Who, this is going to be hard for you because I know you made so many strong connections in there. Who was your favourite person in camp? Ooh. Very difficult. I mean, I, I spent a lot of time with with Miles from Braxley, Miles Stevenson. Um, he was the first person that um, you know we teamed up together, and we were kind of like the same age. And you know, even even though like he's a little bit older than me, sometimes he felt like my younger brother. And like I don't know, just a lovely boy and and the pleasure to be around, and and just fascinating to watch. He was like the Rain Man um, <laughs> of cooking so weird like he wouldn't know like basic stuff but he'd know what to do with an ostrich egg two plum boys and like you know some weird vegetable that they're throwing at you and it's just mental it was it was a privilege to watch someone cook like that um but yeah i would say you know james Haskell as well is someone that i really kind of did connect with but i say miles yeah yeah i am um... I actually judged his food on MasterChef this year because um, obviously he, I, yeah, the reigning sort of finalists come back and put their 10 yeah. pence in. Um, and I, I was actually relatively rude about his uh, carbonara, which makes me feel very bad now, hearing that he's such a nice man. <laughs> he is a lovely bloke. I thought it was hard done by on MasterChef. <laughs> oh, come on, as if my opinion counted for anything. It's all Greg and John. I was just there for fluff. I was there for fluff. I was pissed as well. So if you do see him, tell him I apologise. I'm sure it was a great carbonara. I was just mortal. <laughs> Bless him. Right, final I'm a celeb thing. I promise, Ro. You were so iconic in there with all of your impressions and stuff. And like, I actually couldn't fucking believe how good you were please do yeah caitlin jenner impression and then i'll and then i'll talk about someone else i promise Go on. caitlin is um caitlin's quite a fun one it's really iconic it's like i mean she had that one line that was just um not just another day it's another day to excel baby yeah okay um <laughs> uh, uh patterson um you know uh I, it's kind of um kind of funny uh I don't know. Sometimes it can morph into, um, sometimes, unfortunately, it morphs into, like, Kermit. Not a little child. It's so good, honestly. It was absolutely fucking class. Thank you for that, Roman. Now, I promise we're moving on now. Or, like, you are most famous, if not for that, for your fantastic job as a radio host on Capital. What time do you have to get up in the morning for that, man, mate? It's got to be sharp. Um, do you know what? Like, I'm really, really really lazy um <laughs> and at least you can own it I, I it's really bad like one of the things that i feel bad for on a daily basis but can't seem to shift from my routine <laughs> is i am the last person to turn up for my own show and that's bad like that's like i turn up to the show 10 minutes before we go live that's the honest truth um and I will savour 
every minute in bed. I, I literally, I think when someone says to me, is there a difference between getting up at 5.52 or no, 4.52 or 4.55? Yes, there's a difference. There's, there's, there's three minutes there that are solid three minutes. Oh, at that time in the morning, every minute counts, mate. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, when that alarm goes off at 10 to 5, it's killer. Oh. But, you know, it's every day. Yeah, I know. So do you do, you do Monday to Friday, do you get weekends off? Yeah, I get weekends off. Yeah, 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 of course. Weekends, weekends I get off, which is great. And, you know, like, uh, at the same time, you've got to think, I'm so lucky because I get to have guaranteed every day, I get to wake up and go, today I, I'm going to, within... You know, for four hours at least, I'm going to laugh so much that I'm nearly crying. You know, and that's really, you know, I think like, you know, when they go to work, they don't have that luxury. You know, I can say I have that. And that's wicked. That's so cool to be able to say. Um, and it's something that I'll forever be grateful for. There's that phrase, isn't there? And if it's if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Exactly. And, and that's how I feel. It's genuinely how I Oh, God, honestly, though, I do take my hat off to you because, like, obviously, I, I'm, I'm not, well, I'm saying obviously, but for anyone who doesn't know, I'm not much of a morning person. I'm a proper night owl. I can happily stay up till three o'clock in the morning and not even feel like a lick of tiredness. But if you try and wake me up any earlier than nine, I am such a grouchy bear. And, like, the w- couple of times I've done, like, breakfast radio or I've done, like, the Lorraine show and your alarm goes off at, like, 4.30, you just think... Yeah. Is being famous really worth it? Like that's what goes through my head in those moments. Start saying, <laughs> "Is it really worth it?" I know, I know. But you know what? You you have to become. You have to become uh, the, the you know king of naps. Naps is like oh. the most important thing ever. Nap naps is the thing that that will always um, you know save your day or or ruin it. Because if you the difference between a good nap and a bad nap. Doing something like this, oof, it can it can get you. I love a good nap. Right, come on, talk to me because there's a lot of difference of opinion here. Talk to me about your prime napping conditions. Prime napping conditions? Yeah, hit me. Do you know what I don't like? I, I, I treat napping as if I'm fully going back to sleep. Like, I go naked for a nap. <laughs> that's, that's dangerous, mate. No. Dangerous. Naked for a nap. Always naked for a nap. <laughs> right? Always naked for a nap, um, full full duvet, all the job, yeah. like in the bed. Don't nap on the sofa mm-hmm. because then you'll feel like shit. Like nap as if you're going to bed and, and, and you will feel better. You'll feel like you've had another sleep or an extension of your own sleep. Oof. You've heard it here first, guys. Roman's napping commandments. <laughs> I, I, I'm being really serious. Like, like I, I, I think if I was to sleep on the sofa, that's when I feel like groggy. You know, when people go, "Oh, I don't like it," because like, I wake up and I'm like, "Whoa, where am I?" No, just, just make, make it feel like you haven't even started your day yet. Sometimes I wake up from a nap. I did it. I did mm-hmm. it today. Kind of like you know, two thirty now. Like today, I actually, uh, I had a nap when I got home for like an hour, and I woke up at. at around quarter to one and I, I completely forgot whether or not I'd even done the show <laughs> but that's how weird the hours you must keep must be though right like if I have a nap like I wake up like super disorientated not sure where I am but that's because one day I can do like a normal nine to five but the next day I might do like 
you know, seven till a seven. So me naps, like the, you're just not sure, especially when you've had a good one. You're like, was that a sleep or a nap? And where am I? Like that feeling. <laughs> sleep or a nap? <laughs> I say, do you know what? I say, there's no problem in it. There is absolutely zero problem in questioning whether or not you just slept. <laughs> For a long time or you've napped. There's no judgment here at all. I like to have I like to have a duvet on Roman, right? I don't sleep naked because I don't like me bits touching me other bits. Like I feel like that's fucking gross. What? I don't want my naked bits touching my other naked bits. It's like allow it. I need a nice, breathable layer of cotton through it. Otherwise I feel gross. Naked or no? No, I have clothes on. I don't like my bits touching my other bits. What do you, okay, I, I'm going to have to ask what you mean, bits touching your other bits. You're just talking about your body. Oh, yeah, like fucking thigh touching thigh, mate. Like, I absolutely can't stand it. Like, chub rub through the night is like no joke. I don't want that in my life. I like to be in like nice, breathable pages. Or, like, you don't have to worry about this, but like, sometimes when I roll over, I lean on, if I was totally naked, I'd lean on a tit. And there's no worse to wake you up than leaning on a tit. <laughs> really? Yeah, man. I'm shocked. Just because, like, I think being naked is such a freeing thing. Like, I'm genuinely quite liberal. Like, you know, like, I, I'm, I, I don't, I'm one of those people that think I don't have to necessarily be that comfortable around someone to be naked it doesn't bother me you know like in the jungle like it was again that was an easy thing Honestly. like i think being naked's a great thing but i'm shocked about i mean chub rub okay but i think leg touching leg is oh. is that's odd to not like do you think so the worst thing for me, and this will probably make people think I'm super strange, is when I'm lying in bed and I accidentally touch the bottom of my foot with the other bottom of my other foot. Like, I practically vomit in bed. It's disgusting. Vicky, do you hate yourself? Is this what you're trying to say? <laughs> no, like, I, I have no issues. I'm so accepting of who I am. But, like, feet on feet, oh, I just hate it. Is this not normal? I thought this was, like, a thing. No. Oh, shit, man. <laughs> I think that would be very weird. Very, very weird. But, uh, I, I mean, interesting. I've never heard that before in my life. Well, on that note, I'm going to end part one and go and call me therapist. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you in part two, Ro. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.